Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lady Astor presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight, To Be or Not To Be. The starring players... This is William Powell. This is Diana Lewis. This is John Hall. And this is Sigruman. Tonight, Lady Esther and the Screen Guild players bring you a comedy drama, To Be or Not to Be, starring William Powell as that great Polish actor, Josef Tura, Diana Lewis as Josef Tura's actress wife, Maria, John Hall as Lieutenant Stanislav Sabonski, and Sig Ruman as Colonel Earhart of the Gestapo. Before Hitler invaded Poland, Josef Tudor was the star of Warsaw's Teatr Polski and a terrific ham. After Hitler invaded Poland, Josef Tudor had to work as a waiter, but he was still a terrific ham. Our story begins on that night a few weeks after the invasion, when Josef Tudor returned to his apartment and found his wife Maria missing, and a strange man sleeping in his bed. So Josef took a running jump at conclusions and shook the fellow out of bed. Hey, what's the matter? Who are you? Who am I? Who are you? Well, I'm Lieutenant Stanislav Sabonski, and, and you're Mr. Joseph Tudor, the great Polish actor, aren't you? What? Oh, why, uh, why, yes. Have you uh, seen me play Hamlet? Oh, yes, Mr. Tudor, but, but I, I thought you might remember me. Remember you? No, I can't say that... Oh, yes, I do. You got up and walked out of the theater every time I started Hamlet's soliloquy, beginning to be or not to be. What are you doing here, you you critic? Well, I, I jumped from a parachute. Right into my bed? How did you get into my apartment? Your wife, isn't she back? Say, I'm getting worried. You're worried? I'm worried. Shh, 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 not so loud. You might endanger everyone if the Nazis heard. 
You know, we're all in the same boat. Oh. Well, then, as one sailor to another, let me ask you, what ill wind blew you into my slippers and robe? Well, Mr. Tudor, it's all very easy to explain. You see, I... I, Oh, Stanislav, I I have the most terrible news. What is it, Maria? Stanislav, Maria. Say, what's going on here? Be still, Joseph. Seletsky's here in Warsaw, Stanislav. What? Seletsky? Who's Seletsky? Seletsky's a Nazi spy, Joseph. Oh, what does it matter? Maria... I come home and find a man in the same boat with me and my wife, and my wife says, what does it matter? Mr. Tura, this is the zero hour. Well, why make me the zero? (laughs) It isn't bad enough that we're riding three in a boat. The third party has to be the only man who ever walked out on my hamlet. Joseph, don't you realize that with Seletsky here in Warsaw, Poland itself is at stake? You mean that this Seletsky is a real danger to Poland? A catastrophe. I didn't ask you. Where is this Seletsky, Maria? At Gestapo headquarters, Joseph. Good. I'll go there and put him out of the way. What? I am going to meet Herzelewski at Gestapo headquarters and eliminate him as a threat to Poland. And after I've killed him, I hope you'll be kind enough to tell me what it was all about. But... <laughs> oh, but Mr. Tura... Shut up. You're another item I want to explain, too. You can't go kill Selecki, Josef. But I thought he had to die to save Poland. He does. But you could never get in to see him at Gestapo headquarters. He's entirely surrounded by soldiers and stormtroopers. Well, then let's forget Herr Seletsky and concentrate on Stanislav. Josef, Seletsky must be killed by morning. Well, would you please make up your mind, Maria? First, Seletsky must be killed, then he can't be killed, now he must be killed again. We're getting in a two-way rut. <laughs> Will someone please tell me something about something? Mr. Tura, Professor Seletsky is a Nazi spy who just arrived here from England with a list of names of all the Polish patriots connected with the underground movement. We must get that list of names away from him before he can turn them over to Colonel Earhart, the head of the Gestapo. He meets Colonel Earhart in the morning. How do you know? I was in Seletsky's room when he talked with Colonel Earhart on the phone. You were in his room? What were you doing there? The Gestapo took me there. Oh, please, Joseph, think of something. Oh, if you could, Mr. Tudor, I would be your slave for life. My slave, huh? For life. Well. Are you thinking of something, Joseph? Yes, I was wondering what the public's reaction would be to my touring in Uncle Tom's cabin with Stanislav as my slave. Oh, I might have known you'd be no help. I suppose I'll have to kill Herr Seletsky myself when I join him for dinner in his room. What was that? Maria, I forbid you to go to Seletsky's room. I'm sorry, Joseph, but I have already promised the professor, and one does not disappoint the Gestapo. If you don't want me to spend the evening with the professor, you'll have to think of something. I have it. I'll kidnap Seletsky from the Gestapo. Oh, but that's impossible, Mr. Tura. Nothing is impossible to Josef Tura. Maria, do you remember the play we were rehearsing just before Hitler marched into Poland? The anti-Nazi play? Yes. Well, I'm going to assemble our cast of actors, dress them in those Nazi costumes, and walk right up to Gestapo headquarters and kidnap Seletsky tonight. Oh, that's a wonderful idea, Josef. That should be good for four curtains. <laughs> we'll take Herr Seletsky directly to the theater. And our friend, the, your friend here, can get whatever information he wants. Mr. Tudor, Poland will never forget you. Forget me? Well, I should think not. The greatest Hamlet of our times. <laughs> to be or not to be. That is the question. Excuse me. Lieutenant Sabansky, you come back here. If you want my help in this little murder, you're going to sit through my soliloquy at least once. Yes, sir. To be or not to be, 
That is the question. Oh, whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. How does this uniform fit me, Lieutenant? Do I uh, look like a Nazi colonel? Oh, yes, sir. You're a perfect heel. What? I, I said you're perfect. Heil. Oh. Well, what's your diction? Well, what is it, Krakow? Our make-believe stormtroopers have just brought Herr Selesky here from his hotel. Well, it's about time. Now, remember, Mr. Tudor, find out who Selesky's helpers are in England. As soon as you learn that, call me and I'll shoot him. All right, Stanislav. Uh, Lieutenant... And don't forget, Tora, this is one premiere performance that has to be perfect. Our lives all depend on the way you play the part of Colonel Earhart. I know, Krakow. And tonight, I'm going to do the impossible. I'm going to surpass myself. Mm. Take it easy and don't chew the scenery, please. <laughs> Come on, Lieutenant, let's get out of here. I hate to leave the fate of my country in the hands of that ham. I heard that. Sorry, Joseph. Don't apologize until after you see my great performance. You'll feel worse then. Now, send in Selecki. Colonel Earhart, we'll see you now, Professor Selecki. Heil Hitler! Heil Hitler! Heil Hitler! <laughs> Professor Selecki, I can't tell you how delighted we are to have you here. And may I say it is good to breathe the air of the Gestapo again? I can imagine. It's strange that we haven't met before, Colonel Earhart. Oh, uh, yes, yes, isn't it? However, I know you by reputation. You're quite famous in London. They call you Concentration Camp Earhart. Oh, they do. Well, well. So they call me Concentration Camp Earhart, do they? Yes. Here, Colonel, is my report. This will end the Polish underground movement. Yes, let me see it. Well, this is very comprehensive. The people named here are as good as dead. I'm sure of that, Colonel. Uh, I assume there are no... Uh, uh, supplementary documents still at your hotel, Professor? None. That covers everything. Uh, uh, good. I'll send the duplicate to Berlin the first thing in the morning. The duplicate? Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. Uh, I uh, suppose you have it in the hotel safe. It's locked in my trunk. The whole hotels are safe. Oh, yes, yes. All those soldiers and SS men. Well, uh, wait right here a moment, Professor. Uh, I want to get the machinery started on this report. Uh, I'll uh, be right back. Did you get the report, Mr. Tudor? Yes, Lieutenant. This is it. Good. Now I'll go in and kill the rat. No, no, no. We can't do it. There are still some papers in his trunk in the hotel. Well, I'll kill the dirty dog anyhow. No, no, you mustn't. How could we get into that hotel, Lieutenant? Uh, think of something. I will. In the meantime, get back in the office and hold Seletsky here. Hold him? How? Stall, pad your part, ad-lib anything. But keep him there. Yeah, I hope you know what we're doing. Well, well, Professor. <clears throat> so they call me Concentration Camp Earhart, huh? Yes. <laughs> well. <laughs> concentration Camp Earhart. Hmm. And now, Colonel, unless there's something urgent, I'd like to get back to the hotel. I left a Mrs. Tura in my room. Mrs. Tura? Uh, you don't mean uh, Maria Tura? Yes. Do you know her? Uh, no, uh, uh, no, but uh, isn't her husband that great, great Polish actor, Josef Tura? Uh, of course you heard of him. No, I haven't. Oh, hmm. <laughs> so 
So they call me Concentration Camp Earhart, do they? <laughs> well, uh, how did you happen to get in touch with this Maria Tura, Professor? It's rather a delicate story. A young Polish flyer in England, Lieutenant Stanislav uh, Sobonsky, asked me to deliver a message to Mrs. Tura. That's very interesting. Uh, what was the message? To be or not to be. It was a code. Mrs. Tura's husband loved to play Hamlet. And every time he began the soliloquy of to be or not to be, the young lieutenant would leave his seat in the theater and go back to Mrs. Tura's dressing room, knowing her husband would be on the stage for some time. Of all the dirty, sneaking tricks. Well, Colonel Earhart, that shouldn't worry anyone but the lady's husband, that great Polish actor... Yosef Tura. Oh, of course. That's uh, none of my concern. It should be, Mr. Tura. What? I listened at the door when you went out to speak to your accomplices, Mr. Tura. And unless you call to them and tell them to leave the theater while I escape, I'll be forced to shoot you. Well, uh, uh, I won't help you to escape. I give you one more chance. Very well, Mr. Tura. Get it! Long live Poland! Mr. Tura. Mr. Tura. Are you all right? What, what, what happened, Lieutenant? Well, at the last second, I, I opened the door and shot Zaletsky. Did you kill him? Yes. Oh. Oh, if I hadn't, you'd be dead. By tomorrow noon, we'll all be dead. Unless we can get Zaletsky's duplicate report out of his room. Oh, but that's impossible. No Poles can get into Zaletsky's room. No? Well, my wife is there right now. And if Maria can get in that hotel, I can. But how? I'll impersonate Zaletsky. Get me his cape and hat and have the makeup man make me a beard that's an exact copy of Zaletsky's. Oh, you're a brave man, Mr. Tura. To you, Lieutenant. <laughs> Mr. Tura, that's no way to treat the man who saved your life. Oh, saved my life, huh? Well, thanks, Lieutenant. But after I burn Zaletsky's papers, to be or not to be, that is the question. Between you and Maria and me. And so the curtain falls on the first act of To Be or Not To Be, starring William Powell as Joseph Tudor, Diana Lewis as his wife Maria, John Hall as Lieutenant Stanislav Sabonsky, and Sig Ruman as Colonel Earhart. And now, before we continue with the second act, a word from our hostess. Lady Esther. You know, I was amazed. I could hardly believe it when I read the other day that a young woman is teaching soldiers at Fort Bragg how to repair everything from tiny jeeps to huge eight-wheeled army trucks. Imagine it, a girl mechanic who knows as much about motor maintenance as many army experts. And yet, she would have been even more of an oddity a year or two ago, wouldn't she? Yes, the activities of women are certainly changing. And, naturally enough, their methods of beauty care are changing, too. For instance, more and more women are discovering that they can help keep their skin wonderfully fresh and attractive by using just one face cream alone. And they're right. One good cream, Lady Esther Four-Purpose Face Cream, is all you need. You see, Lady Esther Four-Purpose Face Cream is a complete beauty treatment in itself. First, it cleans your skin. Second, it softens your skin. 
Third, it helps nature refine the pores. And lastly, it makes a wonderfully flattering base for powder. Now I realize that you may wonder a little that one cream can do so much. And so I want you to have a chance to see for yourself, at no cost to you. Just send me your name and address on the back of a penny postcard, and I will send you by return mail a generous gift tube of Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream, enough to last you for a full week. And in addition, I will send you all nine of the lovely shades of Lady Esther Face Powder. Tonight, then, or first thing tomorrow, without fail, send me your name and address so you can receive your gift package. All the address you need is Lady Esther, Chicago. And now the curtain rises on Act Two of To Be or Not To Be, starring William Powell as Joseph Turer, Diana Lewis as his wife Maria, John Hall as Lieutenant Stanislav Sobonsky, and Sig Ruman as Colonel Earhart. After Lieutenant Sobonsky shot the Nazi spy, Josef Turer donned the dead Professor Siletsky's cape and hat and went to Gestapo headquarters. With the aid of a false beard, Josef was able to pose as the professor and enter his room, where he found his wife Maria and a Gestapo officer waiting for him. The officer had an order for him. Professor Siletsky, there has been a change in Colonel Earhart's plans. And instead of seeing you tomorrow morning, he wants to see you immediately. Oh, well, uh... Would you excuse me a moment? There's something I would like to say to Mrs. Tura in private. Go right ahead, Professor. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, please come into the other room with me, Mrs. Tura. Certainly, Professor. Oh, Joseph, darling. Maria, there's no time for that. Here, take these keys, open that trunk, and burn every paper in it. All right. Tell me, what did you do with Professor Selesky? Tell me, what did you do with Lieutenant Sabonsky? Oh, that's so unimportant now, Joseph. Not to me, it isn't. Don't you realize you're going right from my arms into the hands of Colonel Earhart of the Gestapo? That's right. And no other actor in the world could do it. The scene's loaded with dynamite. One little slip, and I'm a dead man. But just the same, Maria, you have to tell me one thing. Yes, Joseph. Did you tell that lieutenant to walk out on my soliloquy? Sweetheart, I love you, my darling. Oh, thank you. I didn't think you could be that cruel. Imagine walking out on Josef Tura's Hamlet. The captain's waiting for you, Joseph, darling. You're going to your most important scene. I can handle it. Or can I? Certainly. You're a great actor. A great, great actor. You can do it. And you will do it. Goodbye, darling. Goodbye. And, Maria, if I shouldn't come back, I forgive you what happened between you and Sabansky. But if I do come back, that's a different matter. This is Professor Selitsky, Colonel Earhart. Well, Professor, at last we meet. Sit down. Uh, thank you. You know, Colonel Earhart, you're very famous in London. So? Yes, they call you Concentration Camp Earhart. Oh, they do? Well, well. 
So they call me concentration camp here, do they? <laughs> I thought that would be your reaction. <laughs> I didn't like to call you over here tonight, Professor, but there was a sudden change in my schedule. A very old friend of yours is coming to Warsaw. The Führer. Oh, oh that is... Uh, well, of course, I was expecting him. Naturally, naturally. <laughs> well, Professor, let's have your information about this Polish underground movement. Well, now, Colonel, just let me work on it my own way for a few days, and I'm sure the result will surprise you. I don't doubt it. Now, what exactly are your plans? Uh, oh, uh, you, uh, you want to know? Yes, if you don't mind. Well, then, uh, let's get down to details. Yes, if you please. Uh... There are no details. Well, in that case, we... Huh? <laughs> well, at, uh, at least not yet. Uh, uh, tell me, Colonel, what have you heard about our Führer? What Führer? Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Listen, I have heard a little song. Would you care to hear it? Oh, I'm always anxious to hear, to hear anything about our Führer. Naturally, naturally. Well, it goes like this. When the Führer says we are the master race, we hail, hail, right in the Führer's face. Our Führer is a great disgrace. We hail, Hail right in the Führer's face. <laughs> Don't you think it's funny? No. Neither would the Führer. Oh, now, Professor, look here. I, I, I was only joking. As a friend of the Führer, you must not misunderstand me. Uh, Professor, do you by any chance intend to tell the Führer about this tonight? Why should I ruin you, Colonel? That's very true. Why should you ruin me? As a matter of fact, uh, I left a little unfinished business in London. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? You should have come here so soon. Yes, that's just what I've been thinking, Colonel. Let me make arrangements for you to take a plane out of here to Sweden immediately. Immediately? Why not? And there's no chance of your making us both feel badly by telling our Führer about my naughty little son. Uh, yes. Yes, that would make us both feel badly, wouldn't it? Certainly. I'll make the reservations for you right now. Oh, that's fine, fine. But uh, you'd better make two reservations. Two? Yes. My trip was at least successful in one respect. Uh, I made a discovery. Uh, a certain Mrs. Tura. Uh, she'll be the most valuable assistant in London I ever had. Oh, all right. Uh, what's the lady's name? Uh, Mrs. Tura. Uh... Uh, her husband is that great, great Polish actor, Josef Tura. Uh, you probably heard of him. Oh, yes. Yes, I saw him on the stage when I was in Warsaw once. Mm. That was before the war. Oh, you did? <laughs> Magnificent, wasn't he? What he did to Shakespeare, we are doing now to Poland. <laughs> Is that so? Well, perhaps, Colonel, I should stay and tell the Führer about your wonderful little song and complete lack of good taste. Please, Professor, no, no. If you will just get on that plane and get back to London, I'll even like Tura's acting. Well, all right, I'm fair-minded. Where are the tickets? Tickets? There are no tickets, Professor. You will be flying in a military plane. You will be in Sweden in the morning and in England tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Yes, so for goodness sake, go get Mrs. Tura and get out of town.
You had a very, very remarkable experience, Mr. Turner. Tell me, you've been here three days now. Just what is your impression of England? Well, I think it's very uh, English. Uh, <laughs> you were a real hero, Mr. Turner. Well, I, I did my best. And I was uh, very ably assisted by my colleagues. And I want to thank them for everything they did, as little as it may be. <laughs> uh, I'm sure England will want to show her gratitude. Uh, what would you desire most, Mr. Turner? Well, uh... He wants to play Hamlet. After all, we are in the country of William Shakespeare. He just wants to play Hamlet. Well, if I didn't, I wouldn't be here in the theater and wearing these tights. Places, everybody. Time for your big scene, Mr. Turner. I'll be right with you, Krakow. <clears throat> now, please, listen to me, Maria, darling. Why should I? You know, I felt so rotten about our quarreling over Lieutenant Sapansky that I went to the director and told him I wanted you to get top billing in the play. Did you, darling? Oh, that was sweet of you. Of course, Joseph, I really don't care about top billing. Yeah, that's what the director said. So we left it as it was. Oh. <laughs> oh, Maria, I assure you that... Oh, you got more flowers. Yes, aren't they beautiful? Don't be casual. Who sent them? Lieutenant Sablonsky? No. Well, that is, I don't know. There was no card. No card again. <laughs> that's the third night in succession. Even Shakespeare couldn't stand seeing Hamlet three nights in succession. <laughs> You forget, darling, you're playing Hamlet. Well, uh, yes, that's right. But then I should get the flowers. Mr. Tudor, Mr. Tudor, on the stage for your soliloquy. I'm coming, Krakow. What noise is that, Polonius? Hamlet's coming. Let's withdraw, my lord. <laughs> to be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind... To suffer the slings and arrows about... Lieutenant Sabansky, don't you dare to leave the theater until I finish my soliloquy. I haven't moved, Mr. Tura. Well, who did? The fellow sitting behind me. Who's that? When the Hamlet says to be or not to be, we hire, hire, and say his wife, Marie. Oh. <laughs> Colonel Earhart. What are you doing here in England? Mr. Tura, if it's good enough for Rudolf Hess, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Lieutenant, Lieutenant Sabansky. Yes, Mr. Tura. Follow Colonel Earhart. Maria's got to make up her mind to be true to just us two. <laughs> to be or not to be. Thank you, William Powell, Diana Lewis, John Hall, and Sig Rumon for your fine performances in Bill Hampton's radio version of United Artists' motion picture, To Be or Not To Be. We have had a lot of fun tonight, and we hope you all will come back very soon. Oh, Mr. Bradley. Yes, Diana. I mean, Mrs. Powell. Speaking for John Hall, Sig Rumon, and us Powells, we enjoyed working for the Lady Esther Screen Guild players for the motion picture relief fund immensely, and we hope to come back soon. Bill has something to tell you about next week's show. But first, I would like you to listen to a word from one of our best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Mrs. Powell. Do you want to discover how easy it is to have a fresher, lovelier skin? Well, all you need to do is take advantage of the special gift offer I made a little while ago. You see, I want to send you, without cost, a generous tube of Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. Then you'll have a chance to see for yourself that Lady Esther face cream is a complete beauty treatment in itself. 
Well, here's one cream, just one cream, that does four different things for your skin. Yes, when you try Lady Esther face cream, you'll find it does a superb job of thoroughly cleansing your skin. You'll discover, too, that it relieves the dryness that often causes tiny lines, that it gives your skin a fresher look, because it helps nature refine the pores. And there's one thing more you'll discover about Lady Esther face cream. It leaves your skin so soft that your powder goes on in a way that will flatter and delight you. Yes, it's a powder base, too. So please don't delay in sending me your name and address on the back of a penny postcard. Then, by return mail, I will send you a generous tube of Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream and samples of all the nine lovely shades of Lady Esther face powder. All the address you need is Lady Esther, Chicago. I'm sorry, but this offer is for residents of the United States only. Wartime restrictions prevent me from extending the offer to residents of Canada. And now, here is William Powell. Next Monday night, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will bring you one of the season's most exciting and thrilling adventure stories. It is entitled Across the Pacific, and it stars Sidney Greenstreet, Mary Astor, and Humphrey Bogart. To be or not to be. Next week, then, Across the Pacific, starring Humphrey Bogart, Mary Astor, and Sidney Greenstreet. William Powell and Diana Lewis appeared through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. John Hall is now working in the Paramount picture, Lady in the Dark. Sig Ruman can now be seen in the 20th Century Fox production, China Girl. Music on tonight's show was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The Screen Guild players are presented every Monday night by courtesy of Lady Esther. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther and saying thank you. And good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>